It's the most wonderful time of the year. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when loved ones draw near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meeting when friends come to call. It's a happy, happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for roasting, caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of whispers long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones draw near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Beautiful. Good morning, everybody. Wow, lots of faces out there. It's good to see you. Good morning. My name is Nancy Merritt, and I am honored to serve on your board of trustees. I know it says Michael was doing the announcements, but it's me. And you start to look like each other after you serve on the board for a while. So that's that's what happens. So I want to welcome everybody today to our sanctuary. Our service is at 10 o'clock, as we all know. And I want to welcome everybody who's live streaming with us today. Our nominating committee, if you want to look like anybody else on the board, our nominating committee is seeking qualified candidates to serve on the Board of Trustees next year. And if you want to support unity during this transformational time, 
please attend a board informational session on Tuesday, December 12th at 7. Yes, there's a lot to do on the board, but you know what? We have a lot of fun. It is really a privilege and an honor to do that work, and we do have a great time together. You can, If you don't trust me, ask the rest of them, but we, we really do have a great time, so we'd love to be part of that for whoever's interested. Learn more about what those requirements are to serve on the board and ask questions if you want to attend that meeting. This afternoon, join our Earth Care Ministry and share ideas on 100 ways to help make your holidays greener. You can meet in the Fillmore Room, that's at noon. And then our week's events, and they're all in your bulletin. I always encourage you to take that home because sometimes things dawn on you later that you might want to look at. But we have several things coming up this week. Our annual remembrance service is tomorrow evening at 7. Please let the office know if you want to include a loved one's name, and we will light a candle in their honor. Tuesday is our monthly healing and wellness service at 7 p.m. Wednesday, Wendy Brown Baez continues her series, The Practice of Delight, and later that evening, Reverend Pat brings his Advent prayer at 8 p.m. via Zoom. Thursday morning, Chef Marshall O'Brien is a special guest at Reverend Pat's Younger Next Christmas book group. That's at 10.30 to noon on Thursday morning. And then Friday night, join Reverend Tony for a look at favorite holiday songs and movies with metaphysicking Christmas. There will be pizza too, so be sure to register, and that's at 6.30. Today is our first Sunday of Advent, and this year Christmas Eve is also on a Sunday, 21 days from today. Nobody panic. We're offering two services on Christmas Eve. All ages will come together for our 10 o'clock um, to light the Advent candles and delight in our heartwarming presentation by our youth and family ministry. And then that evening, our traditional Christmas Eve service begins at 5. Both of them include beautiful music and our time-honored candle lighting ceremony. We can't wait to celebrate with you. So now join Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. Uh, Nancy, I think that was for you. I think that was for you. Join me in our opening prayer. Let us take a deep breath together and know our oneness with each other, our oneness with all that is. Gracious and loving creator within, as we gather here on this first Sunday of Advent, we affirm your divine presence to guide and to unite us in unity. May our hearts be open to the spirit of unity, compassion, and understanding. We affirm that indeed our community is blessed with the strength to embrace diversity and the wisdom to foster harmony. It is in this season of anticipation we join together in hope, faith, love, and a shared purpose. And today we, we pray with those, those beautiful souls that have requested our prayers. We hold them in our heart. We hold them in prayer, affirming that they have a greater awareness of God's loving, healing presence. And for that, we're grateful. And we know without a doubt that whatever we are experiencing in our life, whatever challenge we may have, that this divine presence, this grace within, is greater than any challenge. And for that, together, we say thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay?
be seated. Advent begins today. We start a four-week journey into Christmas, and today we will light our first Advent candle. Each Sunday, we will light one more candle than the week before as we prepare ourselves for the birth of the Christ within. Our Advent wreath is round without beginning or end to represent the completeness that we have in Christ, God in us. Our first candle represents hope, faith. And as we light our candle of hope and faith, let us awaken to a new awareness of the gift that is ours to discover, the gift of the Christ presence. And I invite Mona and Lee and Alexandra and Jasmine Spencer to the platform to light the first candle, the candle of hope. Join me in prayer. Father, Mother, God, we welcome faith. We welcome hope into our life. We welcome an increased awareness of your true selves, as to our true selves as the children of God. And we dedicate this time of Advent 
to sharing our true selves with all who come into our lives, may we discover joy, peace, hope, and faith that abides within us all. And together, we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Let's appreciate this beautiful family this morning. Good morning. It is so good to see you here. And many of you, I have, it's been a while since I've seen you. And it's just great to have you back home, back home here. Because this is indeed a place I hope that you consider home. A place where you walk into and you feel loved and accepted. That was not the lesson, but maybe it is today. Okay, maybe it is for you today. Anyway, unity is that open and welcoming, inclusive community. And we teach practical things that help us to live meaningful, healthy, and prosperous lives. One of our core values here at Unity is that of welcoming. So, dear friends, please, if you're a guest with us today, please allow us to honor your presence here today. And your presence truly honors us. So I invite you, if you would, just to take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. That's about what we're going to do today. Any guests today? Any guests? Yes, courage over there. Courage over there. Yes. Thank you. That packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card there if you choose to fill out any part of that card and turn that into our, our welcome desk in the lobby. Uh, you'll receive a special gift. Uh, you know, all of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this, and that is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We also welcome those that are live streaming with us today as well. May we applaud our guests again. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. And before, I don't want to forget this because it's just stunning. I want to thank our decor team for this beautiful, beautiful set here. You know, it, those of us on the platform, it makes us look so much better. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. You know, today is the first Sunday of the month, so today we honor birthdays and anniversaries. So today, if you have a birthday or an, or an anniversary, we invite you to stand in the month of December. Birthday or We all have birthdays and anniversaries, but needless to say, in the month of December, would you please stand for a moment? Remain standing. Remain standing, please. Remain standing, please. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our Unity Movement, has, this, has said we have 12 powers within us. And he's assigned a power to each month. And for the month of December, appropriately, he has assigned the power of life. Life. And the color is red. And life is your ability to energize. And as I look around the room, I know some of you have that ability in a big way. Vitalize, enliven, invigorate. And the affirmation is, I am filled with life, sweet life. Together, I am filled with life, sweet life. Thank you, God. You may be seated. Okay, yes. And the reading of our daily word, the daily word this morning. Edna, if you will come and read our daily word for us. 
we now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where they are prayed with for another 30 days. The word for today is hope and faith. My hope leads me to deepen in faith. As Advent season begins, I feel a quickening, a renewal deep within me as I embark upon the spiritual journey leading to Christmas. Over the year, I may have hoped for lasting peace, greater love, or an abiding joy. But as I have grown spiritually, I have learned to look for these things within, to claim them as aspects of my divine identity. Once I do that, I will begin to see them manifest in my life. Faith is how I begin my, to bring my hopes to life. Like other divine gifts, I always have faith. It's up to me to decide how to use it. When I choose to believe that peace will blanket the earth, love will heal our hearts, and joy will bring harmony to the world's people. I'm using the power of my faith to bring these visions to vivid life. And scripture tells us, my friends, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. That's from John chapter 1, verse 5. The word for today is hope and faith. Sheep on a cold winter. 
Join me now. And let us take a deep breath. Bringing in the light and releasing any tension, concerns, anxieties. Let them go. Breathing in and releasing. And in this time of peace, of meditation, the silence, let us, as we inhale, let us inhale the present moment. And let us exhale that tension. As we enter this season of Advent, let us know that hope is faith holding out its hand in the dark. Hope is faith holding out its hand in the dark. Hold that thought in your heart as we move deeper into this time of quiet contemplation. Bring to your mind's eye a warm, soft glow surrounding you, symbolizing the light of hope. Inhale deeply and absorb that light. And exhale, releasing any doubts or fears. And with each breath, let the warmth of hope fill your being. And with your next breath, open your heart and your mind to faith. And in your mind's eye, bring forward the image of roots extending from your body into the earth, grounding you in the present. And as you inhale, feel the strength of those roots. And as you exhale, let go of all uncertainties. As you breathe, embrace the unwavering faith within. And as you feel that embrace, envision two candles one representing hope and the other faith. With each breath, let their flames dance in harmony, casting a soothing glow. Allow those flickering lights to symbolize the resilience of hope and the steadfastness of faith. Reflect on the moments when hope and faith carried you through challenges. Acknowledge the strength they've provided and inhale gratitude for those qualities. When you exhale, exhale gratitude for the journey that is ahead of us. 
And as we move into a time of silence, let us envision a path illuminated by the merging lights of hope and faith. Advent is a breath, slight as wind through snow, strong as a choir before the first note, fierce as a mother in labor, deep as God's sigh for the world. So breathe. Breathe hope, faith, peace. Breathe joy and love. Breathe the Christ. The Christ that breathes in and through you. Emmanuel, God with us. With every breath, God in and through us. And as we begin our return to this time and place, take another deep breath and integrate the essences that are hope and faith. Carry this inner light with you as you open your eyes, ready to embrace the Advent season with renewed optimism and a steadfast heart. Christmas time is here, happiness and cheer, fun for all the children call their favorite time of year. Snowflakes fill the air, carols everywhere, olden times and ancient rhymes of love and dreams to share sleigh bells in the air beauty everywhere you'll time by the fireside and joyful memories there christmas time is here we'll be dry could always see such spirit through the year. Mm -hmm. 
side Joyful memories there Christmas time is here We'll be drawing near All that we could always see Such spirit through the year All that we could always see such spirit through the Peterson, I don't think it would be the first Sunday of Advent unless you were here. We would have to do it in a different way. So I think you've been here long enough that we've become a tradition, don't you? A tradition. Well, this is, um, this is for our fishermen and fisherwomen that are um, always full of hope. Fishermen tend to be an incurable optimist. A guy asked his neighbor how the fishing was going. Better, he said. Last week, I went out for four hours and didn't catch a thing. Yesterday, I got the same results in three hours. <laughs> That's about the way I fish as well. You know, I didn't grow up in a church that celebrated Advent. We just went to Christmas Eve and Christmas. And so coming into unity, it was a learning for me. Or coming into this teaching, it was a learning for me. And so just a couple of things about Advent that I have learned. Advent is derived from the Latin word adventus meaning coming or arrival. Advent has its roots in the Christian tradition. It dates back to the 4th and 5th centuries when Christians in Spain and Gaul, modern-day France, observed a season of preparation for the Feast of Epiphany. We didn't celebrate that either in the church that I grew up in, commemorating the manifestation of Jesus to the world. And yet, over time, Advent evolved, and by the 6th century in Rome, Advent became, took on more of a distinct character as a period of preparation for the of preparation of the, the nativity of Christ on Christmas. The length and the practice with Advent varied in different regions and different Christian communities. So it has certainly evolved, and it certainly seems to continue to evolve in unity as well. Today, Advent remains a significant season in many Christian denominations, emphasizing reflection and repentance, hopeful expectations as believers prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And of course, in unity, when we talk about the birth of Jesus Christ, our teacher, we also talk about the birth of that Christ presence within us that is birthed again and again within us. You know, Advent holds a, a twofold meaning. It's, 
is significant. In historical terms, Advent was used to describe the arrival or the appearance of a notable person, especially a ruler of dignity, therefore the arrival of the Christ. And of course, again, in the Christian tradition, Advent refers to the period of four weeks before Christmas. In my preparation this year, I have been using a book that I like to use almost every year, and it's by Richard Rohr, Father Richard Rohr. And Father Richard Rohr, in his book, Preparation for Christmas, Daily Meditations, he writes this, and I got this insight this year for the first time. We can also use other A words for Advent, rice, roar. We can use aware, alive, attentive, uh, awake, all are appropriate. Advent is, above all else, a call to full consciousness. Don't you love that? Full, it is a call for us to grow our consciousness. But he didn't put a period there. Oh, I wish he had. <laughs> he says it's a call for full consciousness and a forewarning about the high price of consciousness. I believe it was Maya Angelou, one of my favorite teachers, who says, when we know better, we do better. And so, when we grow our consciousness during this Advent season, we have a responsibility, my dear friends. We have a responsibility first to ourselves. First to ourselves. To grow and continue practicing the principles and to live these principles so that our light and our life will be the Christ. You see, my friends, that Christ's presence expresses through you and through me. And as I say often, this may be the only Christ. You may be the only Christ that shows up in someone else's life. So you see, not only are we here as Mr. Rohr, he's probably a doctor and everything else, but Father Rohr would say, we expand our consciousness. And then with that comes responsibility. And that responsibility looks different for so many people. Advent, you know, it gets confusing sometimes when we light the candle of hope and we call it hope and faith, don't we? And I can remember in Unity when they didn't do that. And I guess they've evolved like all of us have, you know. <laughs> but we write hope and faith. And this is what Charles Fillmore in revealing word has to say about that. He says, hope is the expectation of good in the future. It is a quality, good as far as it goes, of sense mind because it is subject to time. Faith is the certain knowledge that our good is ours right now. I want to read that again. Faith is a certain knowledge that our good is ours right now. It is of God. It goes beyond time and space. How powerful, Mr. Fillmore. I like to say 
that hope is often the beginning after awareness. Hope is often the beginning of our spiritual journey. You know, I don't know about you, but I have hoped many times. I have hoped for a promotion in my work. I've hoped for a raise. I've hoped that the law is passed. I hope the law is not passed. I hope that what I've heard is true. And, you know, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, your hope can turn to faith. But what is needed, I believe, to bring hope to faith is action. When hope is wed with action, then it becomes faith. Zechariah says, <clears throat> don't become prisoners of hope. Don't stay in that hope. Because see, when you have that hope, that means, as Emily Cady would say in Lessons in Truth, when you have that hope, then you have that desire. And when you have that hope and the desire, then you have the means of bringing that hope and desire into manifestation. So we want it to turn to faith. Charles Fillmore again says something about faith. He says quickly, it's the, oh, listen to this. <laughs> I love this. I love it so much I don't have to read it. But it's like, hope is that perceiving power of mind linked with the power to shape substance. Charles Fillmore. That perceiving power of mind. That means the seeing part of us. It means the imagination part of us. It means we have to see it in a spiritual way. And then, of course, then we take action on it as well. So our perceiving power of mind linked with the power to shape substance, and substance is that invisible world. And we start first in that invisible world, and we bring it then into the manifestation into the physical world. <laughs> you know, when we see something out there that needs attention, often we want to rush to it. We want to take action because we're action-oriented people. Mr. Butterworth would say this before we take action. Before you action, take action, stand still. Stand still before you try to go set it right. See it rightly. See it rightly. See how you want it to be in your own life. So true faith is that inner knowing that the good you desire is already here. It's already here. That faith, my dear friends, is also complete trust in God. Now that goes back to the God of your understanding. And that's so important that you come and you examine the God of your understanding often. Because, see, God does not change but my understanding of God changes. So I want to be sure that my God is a loving God, a kind God, that I don't have a God that's punitive, that's judgmental. Because you see, if I have that kind of God, then I cannot put my faith in that kind of God. 
I put my faith in a God that is absolute love. And then, of course, we have that faith within, within us. This faith within us is unlimited. It's unlimited. How many times have we heard, if I could just have more faith? I couldn't give you any more faith if I wanted to. You have all the faith in the world that you need. 100% of it in the universe is within you. And 100% of the universe is within me. We're always faithing. We're always faithing. It's a matter of where we focus our attention and focus our faith. You see, faith is also about expectations. About expectations. What are you expecting? Because we usually get what we expect. I would say we always get what we expect. At some level, we get that. Faith also has a strong emotion attached to it. In fact, faith is not faith, I believe, unless you have that strong emotion. An emotion sometimes is quiet and peaceful. You know, the Bible says, I, one of my favorite scriptures about faith is from, is now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things, things not seen. Get this. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Whatever you've hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then, of course, Jesus says this in one of my favorite scriptures when he says, uh, you, according to your faith, it is done unto you. According to your faith, it is done unto you. So how do we become more aware of this unlimited faith that is within me? within others as well. First of all, let me just say that this faith that is unlimited is, can only extend to the self-imposed boundaries of our present consciousness. Okay, our present consciousness is total awareness, and faith can only extend that far. Uh, faith can only reach to the self-imposed boundaries, self-imposed boundaries of your present consciousness. So, it is our responsibility, and I believe, if we want to express more faith, to have more faith, to, we have all we need. If we want to express more, then it's our responsibility and my responsibility to grow my consciousness. You know, the power of imagination has a lot to do in manifestation. And Goddard Neville, a wonderful teacher of faith is your fortune, he says this. Let me just share quickly something with you. He says, man, woman, fails to do the works of Jesus Christ because he attempts to accomplish them from his present level of consciousness. You will never transcend your present accomplishments through sacrifice and struggle. If I just work harder, if I'm just nicer, if I'm just struggling. He says, no. Your present level of consciousness will only be transcended as you drop the present state and rise to a higher level. We know where we are. We want we need to see ourselves differently. We want to see ourselves differently than we are. You know, because that's what we attract in our life. We attract things into life as we are. 
And if we want to extend more faith, we need to extend that consciousness. He says you rise to a higher level of consciousness by taking your attention away from your present limitations and placing it upon that which you desire to be. Do not attempt this in daydreaming or wishful thinking, but in a positive manner. Claim yourself to be the thing desired. You want peace in your life? Then guess what? You have to be peace. You want joy? You have to be joy. You want abundance? You have to be abundance. That's what we have to do. Claim yourself to be the thing desired. I am that. No sacrifice. No diet. I like that he said that. No <laughs> sacrifice. No diet. No human tricks. All that is asked of you is to accept your desire. If you dare claim it, you will express it. Therefore, the title of the lesson, Claiming Faith. Wow. We can only express faith to the level of our consciousness. Also, remember, I like this line as well. I've used it several times. <laughs> and some of you have probably heard it, but it's my good teacher used to say. Use it again, Pat. Half of them wasn't there. The half that was there, there was a quarter that was not paying attention. <laughs> so maybe a quarter of your congregation might remember it. <laughs> Faith is like tofu. It absorbs whatever it is partnered with. Yeah. You know, prayer obviously is one way to expand our consciousness. That's what prayer, education, and service expands our consciousness. Prayer changes our consciousness. It helps us build up the belief within us. And it's, it, becomes, it helps us to build up belief in a power within and yet greater than the current consciousness we experience. So... I don't know about you, I was sharing, I want to share also a little thing from Joel Osteen, which I do not quote often. <laughs> we often, uh, oh, Joel, Joel, Joel. So, and uh, we, we just see life differently sometimes, but, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to be with people you see differently, you know, like sometimes even your family. So anyway, I like he talks about in a book, we do not have this in the bookstore, he talks about this, <laughs> he talks about this, Blessed in the Darkness, and so and that's a title that uni might use, I don't know. So um, I want to share with you what he says. It really, it really hit, and hit me hard. It says, in a little bit, is faith for the middle. Faith for the middle is the name of the chapter. And he says, when God puts a dream in your heart, he'll show, he'll show you the end. He'll give you the promise, but he won't show you the middle. If you told us all that it would take... For, for it to come to pass, we would talk ourselves out of it. In scripture, an angel appeared to a teenager named Mary. 
She said, Mary, you're highly favored of God. You will have a baby without knowing a man. That's a whole different lesson. <laughs> without knowing a man. And he will be the Messiah, the Savior of the world. God showed her the end. She was going to be a mother of Christ. She would have honor and be respected and admired for generations to come. Mary was excited. She couldn't believe it. But I can just hear Mary years later saying, God, you didn't tell me that having this baby was going to cause my fiancé to want to call off the engagement. You didn't tell me I would have this baby in a manger with smelly animals. You didn't tell me I would have to live on the run for two years hiding my baby from King Herod. You didn't tell me my son would be mistreated, betrayed, and mocked. You didn't tell me I would have to watch him be crucified and die in a painful way. See, God does not give us what's going to happen in the middle. And I was reflecting on that. Thank you, Joel. I was reflecting on that. And I thought, that's so true in my life. I'm excited. Thank you, God, for the vision, the dream that I have for my life, the dream that you have, God has put within you. Thank you for seeing it. And there's excitement in beginning it, is there not? There's excitement in beginning it. And you have the faith. But where I come from is it's really important for me to learn and to grow and become more aware of that faith in the middle. That faith in the middle. I was, in, I was blessed to be yesterday in uh, someone's office and... Uh, A year ago, I visited her in her office, and she had a cubicle. I'll ask for forgiveness later, okay? She had a cubicle. And she took me to her cubicle, and we sat, and we had a lovely, lovely chat. And she shared with me her dream. She shared with me her dream, and she was excited about it. So excited. And this year, I know a little bit about what she's been through. She's had to have faith in the middle. Yesterday, when I visited her, she has a corner office with windows, a beautiful place to work. But it didn't happen overnight. She had faith in the middle. Also, when we have this I don't know about you, but every time one of the reasons the plans for our building renovation is posted in the lobby is because I want to walk by and I want to see it. I want to see it, and I want something to ignite that excitement and ignite that faith. So what happens sometimes? We have faith at the beginning. Well, guess what? We're kind of moving to the middle. We're moving to the middle working with the city of Golden Valley, finances didn't come out exactly the way we wanted it, our operating budget, all kind of stuff. 
And it's hard, it's hard to work with facts sometimes. <laughs> and yet, guess what? We are called to work with facts and to know the truth. To know the truth. Going through and having faith, we must anchor ourselves in God. Because I can assure you that God will throw, God, life, whatever you want to call it, will throw something unexpected. Yes, you probably drew it to you. I can assure you, you did. You drew it to you for a reason. So you get to learn from it. So life throws us a curve. We can anchor ourselves in God. Relationships not going so well. Anchor yourself in God and take action. Faith and hope. Maybe even forgiveness is part of that action. Money not so much. Finances not so great. Anchor yourself in God and take action as you turn hope into faith. Maybe a budget might help. Maybe tithing. Oh, my goodness, there goes that man one more time. Tithing. Maybe giving. Maybe a financial advisor. Health not so good. Anchor yourself in God and take action to turn hope into faith. You might want to go to the doctor, exercise program, food plan, addiction running your life. Anchor yourself in God and take action. Turn hope into faith. Maybe a 12-step program might help. Don't forget that God does not show us the middle and often it is messy in the middle. It is up to us, even when we're in the middle, to claim our faith. So you have an assignment if you choose to accept it. First of all, in, my, in our home, each and every Advent season, this has become a tradition. I put up an Advent wreath, and I light the candle of hope knowing that hope is part of my spiritual journey. I invite you to do that. Ask yourself the question, what's going on in my life? Am I hoping or am I directing my faith? You get to decide where you direct that faith. What you expect without, are you expecting without doubt? The other thing you might want to do this journey with us this year as you pick up an Advent booklet in our lobby. If you've not done so, we invite you to pick one up. It's our gift to you, the sweetest Christmas. I've already started reading it. It's absolutely wonderful. And then I want to issue a personal invitation to those that are virtual with us and those also that are in, in present with us in person. Join me on Wednesday night, beginning this Wednesday night. At 8 p.m., I know some of you have already been in bed for two hours, but get up, okay? <laughs> Wednesday night at 8 p.m., join me on Zoom. On Zoom, you can come in your pajamas and let us have an Advent prayer time together. It would be a joy to share that time with you. 
So how you doing out there? Are you faithing? You doggone right you are. I love you, I bless you, and I behold the living presence of God within you. And so it is. Amen. sons and daughters did you know your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you delivered will soon deliver you Mary did you know your baby boy will give sight to a blind man Mary did you know your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand. Did you know your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God.
Friday, that was worth getting up and getting dressed, getting here. And I know they enjoyed it virtually, but I know you enjoyed it virtually, but it's not like being here in person. I can assure you of that. Whoa. I'd like you to take your order of service just for a moment, this order of service. I'm going to wait till you get it in your hand. I want you to flip it to the back. You haven't heard that in a while. Flip it. Flip it to the back. I want you to look at the activities that we have going on this week. This week and to now to Christmas. We have these activities going on because of you. You provide the, what is needed for us to have the staff to support this kind of activities. So I want to thank you for that. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. So this morning, I want to invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. I'm going to invite our ushers to come forth. And as they do, let us take just a moment and affirm together our offertory blessing. And I'll affirm it once, then together, and then silently. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am together. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now silently. Thank you, thank you, God. Amen.
So let us take a moment just to take that breath together. Know our oneness with each other. We give thanks for this spiritual community, the difference it's making in our lives and the lives of others. And we bless these gifts. We send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world through prayer, education, and service. And we say thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen. Our on-duty Unity Prayer Chaplains, we invite you to please stand. These individuals arrived early. They held sacred space in the sanctuary. They're here to hold that sacred space with you, to listen with the ears of their heart, to pray aloud with you, and then to hold what they have heard in the strictest of confidence. If you have a prayer request today, by all means, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Thank you for your service, and you may be seated. Don't forget today, I believe it's at 12, is a class on 100 ways to be greener for Christmas. Yes, that's op- and then also don't forget this afternoon at 6, or I believe it's 5 o'clock to 5.45, Reverend Tony has a Zoom on peace meditation. So we, do, we have several offerings today as well. Uh, you know, um, you might have picked up at the end of the year, we are telling stories, and we're inviting our congregation to tell stories on growing and strengthening in their life. And so part of our year in giving uh, program is for people to tell their story here at Unity, a little bit about themselves. And Judy Rabine, where are you? We love you. Come up to the platform, please. Uh, you can't miss her. She has the red jacket on, the beautiful lady. And so Judy has quite the story as well for Unity Minneapolis. Thank you. Welcome to my world. Well, and it's a lovely world. Isn't it lovely? All these faces. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a little nervous because there are so many more of you than have been here normally on a Sunday. (laughs) So so you're scaring me a little. Anyway. But come back. (laughs) Yes, come back. Little little fear never hurt anyone. Anyway, I love unity. I love the people. Like Jeff, who rolls in every Sunday and gives me a big smile. The Bittners, who lift me up even when I'm not down. (laughs) And Elsine and Kat, who go to line dancing classes with me. Makes life fun. Um, And of course, Reverend Pat, who always makes wisdom fun. Good. Thank you. Thank you. And then where else can we go where we get to sing Christmas carols with Lori and Patty and Pete and Dave? Yeah, whoa. Whoa. what's, What's not to love about unity? So I found unity because of step three in my 12 step program. Step three is, I made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him. Well, (laughs) no way was I going to do that. I mean, things like original sin, hell, etc., made no sense to me. They seem more like a fairy tale than something to believe in. So for seven years, I'm not saying I'm a fast learner, maybe a late bloomer, 
For seven years, I did a deep dive into many spiritual paths until I found unity. During my first visit in 1984, and for the first time, I was actually interested in church. It was clear to me that unity was not old thought. In my opinion, it wasn't new thought. What it was, to my, my, to my very practical Swedish self, it was practical thought. God was universal intelligence, not a man in some mystical place called heaven. We co-created our lives with our thoughts and our words. I was all in, and several months later, I brought the man who is going to become my husband to unity on our fourth date. <laughs> so that was, I thought, a little gutsy, but I really, really thought it was special, and I wanted to kind of make sure that in addition to syncing up on the 12 steps and our values, that we synced up on our spiritual beliefs as well. And thank God, he loved it. He thought unity was as brilliant as I did. So for 35 years, unity helped us make our marriage stronger. We made lifelong friends, we worked on committees and boards, and we taught classes, and we fell in love with our wonderful staff, wherever Connie is, and the ministers. So when John was told he had two years to live, forgive me if I choke up, I'm hoping I can navigate this. Our friends and unity staff, here I go, supported us with love and healing prayer. Thank you, Myrtle. John continued to live not two years, but eight years more. Filled with zeal, those of you who know him, just filled with lots of love of life until his last breath when holding my hand, his soul made a beautiful transition into the next chapter of his life. And unity and this lovely man were with us every step of the way. So now all of you are helping me transition into my next chapter without my wonderful John at my side. You fill my heart every day as you come in with smiles and hugs and optimism. You provide a community where we can celebrate together the many way we, ways we stretch and grow stronger. And at the end of the year, when I make my donations to Unity, forgive me for saying this, Reverend Pat, it's not about a building. It's about a place where I can gather with you. And I want to thank all of you for giving me a community that helps me stay joyfully ageless. Thank you. Whoa. Thank you, Judy. Thank you very much. Uh, this is why I do what I do. It makes a difference in people's lives. And I also know that our community makes a difference. You make a difference in the lives of so many people. 
So, my dear friends, I'm going to invite you to make that year-end gift to unity over and above your normal giving. Some of you received an email yesterday concerning our operating budget. We're in a deficit concerning that. I have all the faith in the world <laughs> that we will come through that. To quote someone I don't know, said, the good news is we have the money. The other news is it's still in your pockets. Would you please? <laughs> so. So if you need any help in getting it out, I'll be happy to help. Listen, hasn't it been a fun morning? Hasn't it been a fun morning? Thank you so much. And we've got these fabulous kids out there, and they belong to you. And so we're going to bring them in. Let's stand as we bring in our children. We are walking in the light, in the light, in the light. We are walking in the light, in the light of We had a great time in youth and family ministry. When do we not? I tell you what. We had our nursery going strong and our volunteers there. We are doing um, the various kingdoms and tying the natural world into how um, the birth of Jesus came about. So we're looking at the mineral kingdom today. We did a scavenger hunt. And then our Uniteens in YOU talked about hope that first season of Advent, that first Sunday. Um, we got our Christmas play rehearsals happening in the sanctuary after service, so anyone who's involved in that, I hope you'll stick around. And happy Advent, everyone. And let's thank our adult volunteers, guys. Wow. Thank you. Speak to at least three people you don't know after the service. We also... We also invite you to join us for coffee and tea in Friendship Hall. The healing often takes place after that second cup of coffee. So come and join us there. So let us know together our prayer for protection and our peace song. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, I am divine, and all is swell. Now there is peace on earth, and it has begun with me.
everyone. 